Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself continue our discussion on the sacrament of baptism. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I have with me Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Ritchie. All right. I feel like we should do like the Three Amigos intro sometime. Yeah, right. You can't, <gasps> see, you can't see it, listener. <laughs> and you don't want, you don't to. want to. And we probably need to repent and start yeah, over. Right. No, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're grateful for radio. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We talked about having a face for radio. So, yeah. Yeah. But we are talking yes. about baptism. baptism. Yes. Continuing part two of part, do. part, part two of, of thirty-five of ad infinitum. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. It's, but it is a it is a topic that can't be covered in twenty minutes, and so mm-hmm. I think it's good. That Boy, we, if it could, we were doing something terribly wrong mm-hmm. or yeah. terribly right. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're so yeah. good that it. <laughs> oh wow! God, God oh, just, I feel convicted. God just dropped the baptism now saves. He's like, "What are you guys fighting about?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Drop the mic and walk away, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, but where do we leave off, guys? Yeah, so... So now we're on part two, or question two right. of the four question series mm-hmm. in the small catechism. Yep, good. All right, so it says this. This is Luther writing. What does baptism give or profit? Answer, it works forgiveness of sins, delivers from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Answer, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Mark 16, 16. Amen. To be honest, that's my least favorite part of the entire catechism. That second part, you mean? That quoting of Mark 16. Uh, It it wasn't available to Luther Mm -hmm. at the time, but we now know that... Mark sixteen nine through twenty is like that a question from our yeah is a dubiously attested passage of scripture. Yeah, Ben mm-hmm. asked that on mm-hmm. Facebook, so we can count that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> working down the checklist. Yeah, and so should we establish an article mm-hmm. of faith from a passage that we don't know one where it belongs in scripture or two even if it belongs? Uh, the answer here is that we are not establishing an article of faith on Mark sixteen. Because nothing about baptism that is contained here in Mark 16, 15, and 16 is elsewhere. Yeah, it is contained elsewhere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not contradictory. And, uh, you know, we can go to places now like Acts 2, 38 and 39 Mm -hmm. um, for the forgiveness of sins. We can go to places like Romans 6, 3, and 4 where baptism is our connection to Christ's death and resurrection. We can go to 1 Peter 3, 21 Mm -hmm. where it says baptism uh, saves you. We go to Galatians three twenty seven. It says, "Whoever." Um, how does that? Kind of feel like you're just going to keep looping through with Christ. all the <laughs> yeah, all the proof texts. But <laughs> right, uh, it, it's it, it is unfortunate as someone who has studied the manuscript evidence mm-hmm. and is familiar with the issues that this is a proof text that we use uh, in our official confessions. Uh, but that being said, nothing that it says is. invalidated anywhere else in scripture and so it's fine Mm -hmm. all right amen because i know that many people who didn't believe in infant baptism would use this verse to prove that we shouldn't baptize infants 
because of the word, because of repent and <laughs> believe, <laughs> believe right. and be baptized. Yeah, right. If you have questions about that, listen to the previous episode. Yeah. We covered that pretty accurately. Yeah. Uh, but as far as now we're dealing with issues of salvation, now yeah. we're dealing with the mm-hmm. reception of the forgiveness mm-hmm. of sins, now we're dealing with eternity. And, and I think mm-hmm. the, from my perspective as a pastor, uh, the place where I start in, in explaining how this works is explaining the difference between where salvation was won mm-hmm. and how salvation is received. Mm-hmm. So we are clear, 100% clear that salvation was won, was sealed up, was completed on the cross and with the empty tomb. Yep. Jesus' words, uh, it is finished. The Greek word tetelestai, which literally means paid in full. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a term from commerce in the Greek world. There are receipts that have been discovered from the same time period that are are bills of invoices. They're mm-hmm. they're, they're bills for goods. Isn't that fascinating? And when they're yeah. paid off, the merchant would write across the bill tetelestai, mm-hmm. paid in full. Uh, and so I love using that analogy for what mm-hmm. Jesus says on the cross. S- salvation was won at the cross, mm-hmm. but it is delivered yep. in a different way. It, it would entirely possible. And in fact, we have ample evidence that you could have been there at Golgotha outside of Jerusalem on the day in 30 or 33 AD mm-hmm. when Jesus was crucified. You could have heard him cry out. You could have smelt the grossness and mm-hmm. seen the gore and, and you could have even had the blood of Christ spat, splattered on you mm-hmm. and not been saved mm-hmm. uh, because salvation is delivered yep. by the proclamation and application of God's word. Yep. And, and so the, another analogy. In, I think that's so good to tie it, especially to the crucifixion of Christ, the no. death and the resurrection of Christ. Yeah. Death and, and 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 that's a point. We don't need to go down that rabbit trail necessarily, but always make sure that it is clear in your communication with people that mm-hmm. the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ are one event. Yeah, yep. they're not yep. two separate events. Yeah. They are Sorry one event. No, no, no. You know, mm-hmm. you you brought it up. You didn't make. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't I guess go I, there, but. I'm saying that because I'm thinking of First Peter three, which yep. I'm sure we'll talk about. But. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we have that, but uh, where I got this analogy, I, I, I stole it from Brian Ruf, Wolfmuller, hmm. or, you know, he's on issues, et cetera, all the time. He has table talk radio, but he says, this is how salvation works. Uh, let's say you are in prison and the king or the judge or however mm-hmm. you want to look at it, pardons you, mm-hmm. declares that you are free. At that moment, are you free? Well, Answer. <laughs> you know, we think yes. about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but does the cell door automatically spring open when the king no, issues you, the edict? You got somebody, the jailer needs to come with the key and, and open, um, it, open up, it up. And the king has set you free. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the way it works in the Christian church. We receive salvation in a different way than it was won. Yep. And it, it, not in a different, in a contradictory or working mm-hmm. in a different way. But you receive it connects us to what happened yes, at the cross yep. from the proclamation the of tomb. the cross, the cross mm-hmm. and the empty tomb. Yeah. We, the, it's synecdoche; it works for the whole thing. Uh, but but this is the thing. This is why the Lutheran Church is adamant on insisting on the means of grace mm-hmm. that God's salvation yep. is delivered to us in specific ways. Mm-hmm. And, and from last episode, it is always in connection with the proclamation of God's promises mm-hmm. in His Word. Yep. Is it wrong that I have the sign seal delivered sound in my head? No, I'm, I, I would bet if you go back far enough, uh, 
I bet Issues <laughs> has used that as a bump <laughs> for some topic at some point in time. They do it from time to time. Deliverance here. I think we need to start like a, a prayer. Yeah, right. For that, <laughs> for, for that earworm. And uh, I mean, I, I suppose there are worse songs you could yeah, have, that's, that's you true. Know, yeah. divisively put in people's heads at the most inopportune time. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that, <laughs> listener. No. <laughs> No, but anyway, yeah, I, I I love what you're saying. And I, I think for as much in the Lutheran church, we try to downplay baptism. But not not us, I'm saying, but I think a lot of Lutherans out there are almost... We're almost apologizing. Uh, yeah, for apologizing it. like, uh, oh yeah, this is what we do. And, you know, we actually really do this. Or, yeah. um, oh, shocks. But yeah, you know right. you can get by without it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, and I think what what we would propose is this is something that's awesome and, yeah, and we need to embrace it and say, this is God is doing something. He is bringing salvation to us through baptism. He's bringing salvation. He's bringing what he accomplished at, on the cross and empty tomb through the means of, of his word and through baptism. And, and it, it, this will be something that we will be bringing up again and again, but the nature of the sacraments, the nature of the means of grace is that it is external mm-hmm. to your experience, Mm -hmm. which means that now your salvation is being delivered in a way that is sure and certain and comforting. Mm -hmm. And and, and this is a necessary part of human existence. And if you don't believe me, look at the ways the non-Lutheran church measures assurance of salvation. They are forced to create a sacrament. Mm -hmm. So they have somewhere in in the The American evangelical church, there is a sacrament of salvation Mm -hmm. because you have to know at some point you were saved so that you can cling to that in moments of doubt and suffering. The only difference is in the American church, it's the decision. Mm -hmm. It's the altar call. It's the sinner's prayer. It's whatever else. And, And again, pause, take a deep breath. I am not discounting Christian experience. I am not mocking it. I am not belittling it. In the most charitable way we could say it is God's grace can be applied in those instances Uh, too. I'm certain that the person right now who believes they were saved at a Bible camp Mm -hmm. had a spiritual experience at a Bible camp and it was facilitated by the Holy Spirit. I have no doubt about it. But that event has to be manufactured. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that in a manipulative sense, but the the person that you know, or likely it was you in your background, I know I have mm-hmm. a moment like that that I had convinced myself of in my life. Uh, it has to be something external, otherwise you can't be certain of your salvation. Because mm-hmm. you, you, if it's internal, we question it yeah. and we, we and doubt ourselves. Yeah, you know, we, we question it, we doubt ourselves, we, we wonder about the sincerity. And you're talking to someone or you're listening to someone now. Uh, I went up for every altar call hmm. in high school and college. I, I famously went up for every altar call at one Bible camp. <laughs> like have, within one week? Within the week. Every altar call I went up, I have famously gone up for more than one altar call in one day. <laughs> okay? And it was trying to find assurance of salvation. Yeah. And you've heard me say time and time again on this podcast, the Christian life consists of assurance of salvation Mm -hmm. and vocation. What do you think high school, Jason, how do you think high school, Jason would have responded to what you're saying now? 
I would have, this is exactly what I needed. And, and, mm-hmm. and it's this material mm-hmm. that is responsible for mm-hmm. my assurance of salvation, for that, mm-hmm. for that conversion moment. You know, specifically from the large catechism, talking about the proclamation and application of the gospel. We are in the Christian church where there is nothing but the continuous uninterrupted forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. That's what I needed to know because I had been led to believe by people in my life and by my own sinful nature mm-hmm. that my salvation was up to me to maintain. Mm-hmm. It was up to my efforts. It was up to my sincerity. Yeah. It was up to my piety. How dangerous. Yeah. And and what I found was that when I started reading and, and being exposed to Lutheran theology, I found so much comfort that there was an event that I could go back to mm-hmm. where I could be certain that God saved me. Mm-hmm. You know, historically speaking, Absolutely, that event is the cross. Mm -hmm. But for those of you who have ever doubted that you're a child of God, who have ever Mm -hmm. wondered if because of sin and shame in your life, habitual, maybe even addictive sin, Mm -hmm. that you can be called a Christian, we have the comfort in our repentance and in our brokenness to go back to the day of our baptism and say, right there, Mm -hmm. that day, God applied externally to me. And I know when it happened. I even have a certificate for it. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nothing I did. Yeah. It was nothing I contributed that day. Now, the difference is for those who have been directed to their baptism and they're not repentant, mm-hmm. that is a confusion of law and gospel. Mm. If you are secure in your sin. That's where the whole yeah. ELCA funeral. The golden ticket. Yeah. You know? that but or eternal security view of it. You know? yeah, yeah, right. It's almost yep. like this hocus pocus mm-hmm. formula thing where you mm-hmm. sprinkle a little water, you say a couple words, right. and that person is saved and the heart's not engaged in it. And people see it that way, yep. but mm-hmm. that's not true. That's not true biblical baptism. Right. The heart must be engaged and, as Luther said, continue mm-hmm. in the faith of your baptism. And, and which yep. reminds everyone that in the Lutheran church, again, it goes back to the word of God, but we are always maintaining the tension between law and gospel. Mm-hmm. Same word of God yep. with different functions it's in more, our life. More of the same. Yeah. So yep. we would remember that the sacraments are entirely in the realm of the gospel. Mm-hmm. They are the promises of God. And when we are unrepentant, when we are uh, in living in obstinate, unrepentant sin, we have no right or access to the promises of God. Mm-hmm. We we need to be confronted with the terror of the law, which means that for the person who is unrepentant, their baptism is off limits. It is out of bounds for them. But the moment, even if they walked away, like Brian, I love the faith, or I love the phrase that you use, walking in the faith of your baptism. Mm-hmm. Even if they've abandoned their baptism, even if they've fallen away from their faith and have been walking in unrepentant, open sin, mm-hmm. the moment that they are brought to repentance, the moment that the Holy Spirit works contrition yeah. in their life, their baptism Still becomes valid. a moment of comfort for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember entering into seminary. I had mentioned it in the previous episode that entering into seminary, it wasn't infant baptism wasn't something I ascribed to. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one person asking me recently, like, well, how did they, why did they even accept you <laughs> to a Lutheran <laughs> seminary? Yeah. And I said, I think it's because I answered this one question in an, you know, in an, I, it was, I was being honest, but in at least an, uh, an open way. And the question was this, is that, you know, they, they wanted to know about my, my faith walk with Christ, and I, I told him, and I used this is the language I used, which I would not use now. 
So I would, I said that I became born again at the age of 24 Mm -hmm. as I accepted my Lord and Mm -hmm. Savior, Jesus Christ, through an altar call. And, um, it's interesting how your and, testimony changes. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and then the, the one pastor on the board, I can't even remember who it was, uh, looked at me and said, may I offer another option that you would consider? And I said, sure. <laughs> he goes, could it be that you responded to law and gospel through the faith that was given to you in your baptism? And he just left it there. And I oh, go, wow. Sure, I, I guess. <laughs> and so now the language I use is that God revived the faith of yeah, my baptism that's good. at the age of yep. 24. And um, we had talked about this earlier off mic, and I do think it's a good time to maybe talk about it now, mm-hmm. is how many denominations will ask Lutherans or others who have been infant baptized to be re-baptized as they become members of that church. Mm-hmm. And um, how I have to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, Say what happened. Yeah. Uh, the look on Brett's face. Uh, I've known <laughs> Brett for a while. And I appreciated this, by yeah. the way. It actually yes. blessed me. Um, I've only seen Brett get mad twice as long as I've known him. <laughs> and this was one of those times. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm like, yeah. please respond to that because yeah. I know that both of us know that what's happening there is they are calling mm-hmm. the infant baptism right. li- illegitimate. Yep. And so, or not efficacious, you know. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'd love you to respond to that. But mm-hmm. that means effective. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you for that <laughs> clarification. No, I think I responded that way because I've heard that happening in a lot of Baptist circles. You know, I, I've had friends and, and even family that grew up Lutherans, were baptized as infants, joined some other Baptist non-denominational type churches, and they're required to be rebaptized. That doesn't surprise me, but if it's a Lutheran church that's mm-hmm. doing that, um, you're under you're cutting you're, it's like you're cutting off the the branch that you're standing on. You're you're undercutting the mm. theology that you are proposing that you believe to believe in, and so that's why it was shocking to me. Yeah. And I think that's what that pastor mm-hmm. was trying to do in asking me that question. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted yeah. to ask you that yep. is to get me to consider was I. Right. Standing on the branch that I was literally cutting off. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's just, I think there needs to be a point of clarification here too. It is my pet peeve, one of several. Yeah, I get it. For those of you who know me. <laughs> one? I'm pretty, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty curmudgeonly. We bought a zoo yeah. of pets. <laughs> yeah. I have a whole pet store and they're all peeves. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> tweet that. Yeah. Uh, That's my vocation. Is, so yeah, the retweets the. <laughs> but I, I really have a problem with people who call themselves Lutherans yes. and then don't hold the Lutheran theology. Because mm. the solution to that is just don't be Lutheran. Mm-hmm. There's no offense in that. You know, I will disagree with you. Be be honest with what be, you are. Be honest. Yep. Be open. Don't don't try this bait and switch. Don't try mm-hmm. to save the Lutheran Church from itself. Don't try to. Downplay, water it down. mm -hmm. If you're not Lutheran, don't be Lutheran. You have plenty other Mm -hmm. denominational options available to you. If you're going to be Lutheran, we have this beautiful thing that we've been given from our fathers in the faith in the confessions Mm -hmm. that explain and summarize and organize the truth of Scripture as we interpret it Mm -hmm. for our use and for our boundaries. You know, uh, at a former student, uh, this is thank good. you, yeah. Seth, by the way, for posting this on my Facebook page, uh, <laughs> is a Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man is holding by his own strength a, a bus 
back from a guy, a, a kid who's got earphones, headphones on and crossing obliviously the street. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the, you take a picture and then you put all the, the, the words in it and the bus is the heresies and false teaching and Spider-Man is the creeds and confessions mm-hmm. and the, the oblivious kid is me, right? It's the, the, the creeds and the confessions, what we're, what we have here in the catechisms is mm-hmm. for our protection mm-hmm. and for our comfort. And, and, and my challenge to anyone who rejects confessions, not because they disagree with them, but because they think they're unnecessary, mm-hmm. read the book of Concord through just once. Not, not just to look even, at the words. Even convenient reading plans you can yeah. use. Yeah. <laughs> read it through just once and try to count the number of times that comfort mm-hmm. is highlighted. That when I when I first time I read through the Book of Concord, that was the thing that blew me away. Mm-hmm. Is the amount of times talking about what most people would think is is rote theology, is academic, mm-hmm. is unhelpful, but the amount of times that it was brought forward for our comfort. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're talking about when it talks about the means of grace and the sacraments, and we're referring to salvation, baptism. Yeah isn't magic, mm-hmm. like Mark Driscoll famously called ex it opera one time. Operato. Yeah, it's not ex opere operato. It doesn't work just simply by doing it. Otherwise, we were wasting our time. We should all be on the street corner mm-hmm. with fire hoses, making sure as many people get baptized as possible. Mm-hmm. Baptism is there for your comfort. It's mm-hmm. because you as a Christian are going to sin, and you as a Christian are going to, at some point in time, doubt the gospel. You're mm-hmm. going to doubt if it's for you. You're going to doubt whether or not God loves you. You're going to doubt if you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. In those times... God gives us the means of grace. And he says, Mm -hmm. see, right here, right here is where I poured my promises, literally poured my promises Mm -hmm. on you Mm -hmm. and be comforted. It's not about you. It's about what I have done for you. Yep. Can I say, I think this is one of our most important episodes. Yeah, you can say that. I just said Uh, that. You literally just said that. (laughs) And And I I asked why, why do you feel that way? (laughs) Because I think we're getting at the heart of a lot of very important issues that surrounding, you know, if, if our podcast being Lutheran, you know, if this is what it's all about, I think we're touching at the very core of, well, this is the stuff of why I am in fact Lutheran. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. I think what you're getting at, Mm -hmm. if I may, is, um, Authenticity, and I know that word is overused. <laughs> wah, wah. We're we're well, we're appealing to the millennials, um, <laughs> but it's, it's also about um, character and consistency too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if we call ourselves Lutherans, then we're Lutheran, and mm-hmm. and we can, like you said, like oh, ah, shucks, I'm kind of embarrassed about this, mm-hmm. so we're going to do it this other way so that we please people. Mm-hmm. Well, who are we here to please? Mm-hmm. Are we here to please God? Or are we here yeah. to please man? Yep. And um, as we think about baptism saying, is it a work of God or is it a work of man? Mm-hmm. Well, scripture, I believe, is abundantly clear that it is a work of God mm-hmm. and that, that it is something that God initiates and that God um, works within our hearts and minds. And I think that um, it's about integrity. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that that's part, well, probably yeah. why you feel that yep. this is important. I I yep. think perhaps the millennial, and I'm no great abuser of the millennials. Trust yeah. me. I think it's kind yeah. of ridiculous the, the the short shrift millennials have gotten in society today. But I, I think the the millennial, you know, clamoring after authenticity, mm-hmm. and we kind of teased you about that, Brian. All it really is, it just needs to be honesty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just yep. just be honest, and, and about that's a what good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's. I mean, 
Again, be consistent. I'll, I'll too, be sad you know? if someone disagrees with me on my theology because you never believe something that you think is untrue. Mm-hmm. But I won't be offended if you honestly assess something and say I don't believe this. Exactly. Yep. You know, but be honest about it. Don't try to trick someone. Don't mm-hmm. do the bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hmm. Amen. Well, well, with that, I've got a verse. Sure. <laughs> Colossians <laughs> chapter two, um, I think is really appropriate. And I'd like to read it. Uh, it's a little bit longer, but I believe it's worth the read. And so Colossians chapter two, beginning verse 11. In him, in Christ also, you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him uh, through faith, in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, amen, Amen. by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. He set it aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put it to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the sacrament of baptism. God bless you and have a great week.